nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app, and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the pickup app today. That's PKUP, and wake up worry-free. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard. Hi everyone, welcome to Inside Supercars. Shane Van Gisbergen from the Red Bull Holden Racing Team here. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars. I'm here with David Reynolds. He's post-qualifying for round two of the 2021 championship. And David, we just want to talk about the Mustang because you're back in a Ford. You've been yep. in Fords a number of years. You've been in Holmes. You've been in them all. Didn't get into a Mercedes though, did you? No, when I originally signed the deal at Erebus, I was driving Mercedes, living in Queensland. I was going to get out of Victoria and be happy with life. And then over summer, they changed to Holden and moved to Victoria. And I was ever so disappointed about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I've was. i been trying to get out of Melbourne for, yeah, since 2014, I reckon. <laughs> well, now you're well ensconced out there in Hallam, uh, or Dandenong, or close enough to. Um, you have well, debriefs there they're, occasionally. They're Brayside. Brayside, Brayside, yeah. Brayside it is, right. Okay. This is all out that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a long way from where you are. <laughs> it's a long way. It's a killer road, yeah. Anyway, but um, you must take. Um, yes. Both uh, Andre and Rick last year were developing, um, so it's year two for the new car. Yep. Um, there are engine things that were came up last year, but you're getting used to a new package. Yes. Uh, yeah. Last year they obviously was. Uh, I don't don't know whether it was a development year for them. It was just a making it happen year. Yeah. So they just made it happen, and I think you know that was they ticked the box there and they got it all done and everything worked well. The engine was quite strong um, and this year it's all about you know, improving definitely we have to improve uh, I think we've definitely taken a step from Bathurst to here uh, the car feels much different much much better and more more to my liking uh, even though my result was average but this is sand down so you know you, you can stuff up your tyre pressures and miss out or if you get them right you can go two tenths down the road or two tenths slower and I think you know we just stuffed it up a little bit and we ended up 16 for the first race, so yeah, I'm not too phased about it. I think I should have been in the 10 easily if I went 600 faster. <laughs> Which is, you know, the margins are so close, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, everyone's everyone's on the pace. Okay. Um, and of course, you reunited with Alison McVean, who you'd been with for four years. Uh, this is our, so it's 2000 and, end of 2016, he joined. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Right. And that was one of the best things we ever did for that team, yep. to get that sort of person involved. Okay, so you were, and when you signed, obviously you knew that Alistair was going to be here um, with Kelly Grove Racing, yes, yep. even though you didn't know it was going to be Grove in the middle of it all. No, I didn't. That no, was that was not, that was another surprise for me. Yeah. Uh, so obviously Dennis and Alistair came here before I did, um, and then I, I joined you know, very, very late last year. And um, yeah, then I found out like two days before the announcement went out that the Groves bought in half the race team and I would, you know, they did a very good job to keep that very secret. Like that wasn't even any of my discussions with the team whatsoever, so uh, it was very it's hidden very well. But I think that's a very good investment and very good people to have involved 
you know, very, um, very energetic people, very smart, and um, it's, they're great to have around. Now you'd been at Kelly Racing before. Yes, I have. Um, when they were Commodores. Yes. And uh, um, in fact, you were also at Walkinshaws when Alistair was there. Yes. Uh, and also Dylan Tillabani. No, uh, Dylan. I was at at uh, FPR when Dylan joined. Oh, okay. So when I left, he went to Walkinshaw Racing. Right. When I left Walkinshaw Racing, he went to Walkinshaw Racing, and then when I went to FPR, he joined like a year after or something. So, you right. know, I, but you've, you've, I've got some very familiar faces. The lines have intertwined yeah. and, yeah. I've got some very familiar faces here. Dylan is awesome to work with. He's very honest, um, and he, he's a very good talker, and, you know, he's very methodical, and he's easy to work with. Yeah. Um, obviously, Al and myself, sorry. Al, obviously, Al and myself have been together for ages, and, you know, I trust him with my life, and I think vice versa. So, you know, we're, we're in it together, and we win and lose together. Okay. Um, was there much, from from what Alistair told you about when, when he knew you were coming there, was there much that he sort of thought, I've got to change things on the car to make for David, to suit to David, or...? Um, obviously, yeah, like, you know, their performances at some tracks last year were, you know, average, you know, their slow-speed tracks, you know, street-style street tracks, they weren't that happy with. Uh, they felt pretty comfortable at places like the Bend and places like that. Um, so, you know, he was looking at their setups and the way they do their cars and, you know, we've, we, like the problem is with this sport is you get no testing. Like there's literally none. You get a day here and there, you get three days a year if, if you're lucky. So, you know, a lot of it is theory based and things like that. So you, you actually don't get a lot of time to, you know, check yourself and prove things or thoughts that in your brain you can't you can't go drive the car every week every day so it makes it very very difficult when you change teams and you've got engineering ideas or you know driving style ideas or anything like that that you can't implement until the race meeting and by the race meeting you you're trying to maximize everything you got so it's very very it's a very tough time to do to improve things and make a program and you've got to look at it over the whole year I think or you know in chunks of the calendar and instead of just looking at one one session one session one session you gotta look at it the whole year and say you know this this is what we're we're trying to achieve does talk about gen 3 i mean you know the most common thing that's coming out now is that there's going to be a maybe a two-thirds less aero um, downforce yep um does that encourage you uh yes it does um you have to drive the car more. Yeah, you have to drive the car more. You know, when I first joined the category, they were so hard. They were the cars were so hard to drive. Like whether this, you know, the the amount of professionalism back in that back in the day was less. So there's a lot of amateur race car builders and drivers and teams and this and that. Um, so everyone, you know, every time I drove a car, it was just so hard to drive and just very very difficult. And these days they're quite they're quite easy to drive like there's a lot of aero that they've got good grip um and that's why the times are so close but is it uh, arguably is it good good racing i don't know i think that we used to have better races back in the back in the day you know there was probably more more stuff going wrong more crashes more stuff ups um yeah if you make the cars harder to drive the tires could wear out better or wear out worse sorry which creates more racing and yeah i think that's yeah i, I I'm, I'm looking forward to the next step
Yeah. And of course, the other thing that's being mooted around are these idea of paddle shifts. Oh, waste of time. Yeah, well, uh, there's a lot of people who feel that. Yeah, waste of time. You're kidding yourself. If, you, if you're going down that path, that, that doesn't interest anyone. Um, even all the international drivers love our cars because it looks like you have to drive them. Like, you've got you to gotta heel toe, you've got you to gotta press the gears, you've got to do things like that. So, you know, it's, it's silly if they're going down that road and it's just dumb. It's just so dumb. Uh, I understand that, you know, someone's going to profit from it, which I understand, but it's just, it's silly. Uh, maybe we could hark back to that time in the IndyCar races when you were sharing the car. Everyone had to have an international. Do you remember yeah, that? that was awesome. Who was who was with you? I don't remember. I'm sorry. Um, so I had uh, Tagliani. Oh, when right. I was at Kelly Racing. IndyCar driver of some nature. Eighteen to what? Eighteen minutes. You sure? Oh, I've got eighteen minutes. That's all right. Um, and then I had. Uh, far out. Who does? Who do I have? Uh, Nick Heinfeld. Oh right. Yep. X Formula One. X Formula One driver. Yeah, at the Bolo car. That was cool. Um, that was about it. I yeah. Mean, okay. Because I and, was, and that that must have been quite something when you you're sitting at a debrief after a session or you know, a race or whatever and discussing as to how did you find the car sort of thing. Yeah, it was there. Obviously, it's a big eye opener for those blokes. You know, they're used to driving completely different cars, so. You know, I was like the experienced one, yeah. and I was just a young kid looking at, you know, um, ex-Formula 1 drivers and stuff like that. But yeah, that was an amazing time to be a part of the championship. I, I, I really enjoyed that. It was cool. Vividly uh, being out at Queensland Raceway for the internationals to have some laps. I can't remember which year it was, but internationals having some laps. And I remember talking to uh, uh, one of the Taylors. I can't remember which one it was, maybe Jordan Taylor or whatever, but he was an American who'd driven in GTs, never done a standing start. And of course, one of those years was that massive Gary Rogers. We flipped on the straight. Both yeah. cars flipped on their side, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, it didn't surprise me because they had not had a chance to actually practice the start. It was all very unsatisfactory, the whole thing. But um, okay, well, um, one other thing that happened in 2021 that's uh, different for you, apart from a, a race team and a car and, a, and all those things was a television career. You're being handed a microphone. Yes, which is embarrassing. No, it's not embarrassing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's possibly... It's different. It's very different. Obviously, I'm always on the other side of the camera, but to be you know, asking the questions and commentating the race is completely different. Uh, it's very. It, I found it very, very challenging the first day. There's no training or anything you can do for it. It's just, you know, they just shove you in and say, good luck. Um, it's very different because there's someone talking in your ear the whole time and you can hear yourself... Like, there's a bit of a delay. I don't know if that's normal, but there's a bit of a delay on the microphone to your ears. So, you know, um, it's, I don't know, your brain sort of plays tricks on you. It's really, really hard to get over. Uh, so when you're talking, you can hear yourself five, like half a second later, which you shouldn't be able to hear your sentence. It's like you're living in the past in your brain, but it's really strange. Uh, so, yeah, but I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And you know, I have a massive, ex I have an extra respect for people that do that job and that are very good at it. Like you know Neil and um, Chris Stubbs, Jack Perkins, those sort of guys, I have a huge amount of respect for. But you know anyone that's done well, that good and done, yeah. done that I, role, done that, and Matty I, White, those types. Can I tell you? I mean, people have respect for you as well. Well, and the for? world <laughs> being a man of your own mind. Yeah, yeah of course. Being, yeah. being outspoken, not being, and you're not, you're not. Uh, 
uh, you don't abuse people, you're not known as somebody who's difficult to work with. Um, there's a reason why you've been asked to do it. Because yes. you have your own mind, because you're not following a, a, a puppet trail, okay? No, well that's exactly when I signed, they said we don't want you to be um, like supercar people. We don't, we're trying to get away from that. Like. Yeah, yeah. We're just, just whatever you think, just say, yeah. obviously don't yeah. Don't be negative and don't swear. And and yeah, keep it on the straight and narrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah I understand. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it, but yeah, I, I try and I actually don't want to be part of TV. It's kind of weird. I didn't really want to do media roles or anything like that, but now I found myself doing that and doing a like our podcast is going on TV now. So oh, is it? Yeah, we've got we've got a deal with Ko. Uh, we're doing 15 shows with them. So this, Who, who's we? Us, uh, our podcast, which is follow the bonnet. Right. Our, so we started this uh, podcast two years ago, myself and Caruso. Right. And now it's going on. It's becoming a TV show, gotcha. which is you know really really cool because Ko has never done it. They've never produced or owned any other TV show. They've never. It's their first time they've done this as well. So thanks. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, it's quite exciting because they, no, they just normally um, take all Fox Sports feed and just rebrand it. Yeah, okay. and send it out. So how this. did you and Michael team up in this pair? Um, so we actually we started with those guys years ago. We were sponsored by Bet Easy, and we used to run out of the Bet Easy studio, and they just they just used to took that, clip it up, and pass it off as, as a KO thing. Just as a there was, but there wasn't. They had no involvement whatsoever about it, and we we sort of kept in contact with them. We've been pushing them to try and become a TV show. So you know, it's just I think it was just right time, right place, and. Obviously, you know, they're trying to attract more people into their subscription base, and you know this is just an added thing people can watch about supercars. Okay, but getting back to the question is, how do you and Michael get together? Because I don't see you as natural teammates, right? Really? No. Okay. Um, uh, Stuck on a lift somewhere, and you say, "What are you doing tomorrow night?" Yeah. You know? No. So, hey, I've got a pizza. Let's share it. So about. Oh, 2015 I wrote down like a little business plan of what I wanted to achieve and I wrote down you know I'm gonna I'm gonna start this podcast I want um, I want it to be funny informative and you know like a normal podcast and I listed Jack Perkins and Michael Caruso because you know I get on with Michael yeah he's a very good person very energetic very outspoken like myself yeah um, says what he thinks and he's not not afraid um, obviously, I, I spoke to him back then, and you know, Michael was in supercar land. He wasn't interested in doing it, and Jack wasn't really interested in doing it at the time. And then when Michael didn't didn't get renewed full time, he I think maybe a month or two later, he rang me and said, "Oh, you still want to do that podcast?" And, and I said, "Yeah, of course I do. I've been wanting to do it for years." And um, that's how it all started. We had a meeting, and and yeah, it's sort of gone from there. And now we've on TV, doing shows, got good sponsors and goes really well. Like we've got a lot of support and it's quite funny. We predict a lot of things in this sport um, and in life we do. Oh, okay. Very, there's a lot of hints in there. <laughs> we talk a lot of shit too, so. Okay. If you just spray bullets everywhere, you know, some of them will land. <laughs> no, but I really enjoy doing them. So, and, and that's an hour, two hours of your a yeah. week? Or? Um, so, yeah, they're, they're hourish shows, sometimes longer, depends on the conversation. The longest one got was two and a half hours. That was with John Stephenson, but never made it to air because we got absolutely shit-faced during it. We just spoke so much rubbish that we, 
probably end up in court. And this would be the man who's a runner, then started racing a Porsche. Yes, and now he's doing um, Aussie Legends. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, he loves motor racing, and he's a very cool guy. Very, very good, good style. I love talking to him. Never met him, no. He's awesome. No, really okay. cool guy. So, yeah, um, that one never made it to you. <laughs> Well, that's something. Okay, all right. And, of course, the uh, the third big change in your life uh, was, of course, the birth of your son. Yes, I have a little son now. He's eight weeks old. Uh, yeah, nothing, eight weeks, wow. Nothing better. Nothing, nothing better. All right. Well, we look forward to meeting up with uh, Ryu. 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 Right. What's that? Uh, 14, 15 minutes in the car. Okay, I'll better go. Uh, look forward to enormously Dave Reynolds. So have fun in this race. Thanks. Andre's Thanks, here as well. Oh, right. Well, we'll leave Andre and David to uh, play their games before the race. Thanks, Tony. See you later. Thank you. So I'm here with Stephen Grove. We're in the Porsche 10. He's just finished qualifying in his Carrera Cup. Uh, as a category, you've been involved in for some years. Yeah, I've done Carrera Cup for well over 10 years now. It's a great raw uh, category. We have no technical aids. You know, all the cars are the same. There's very little you can do to change them. So. Uh, it really comes down to driver and ability and, and how you do on the day. So, yeah, I love it. It's really good. What did you do before career Cup? I hadn't really done a lot before that. I, I was sort of spent, you know, from my early uh, teens up to my, my late 20s, early 30s, building my businesses. You know, I spent a lot of time uh, building businesses. So I, I'd done a little bit of uh, Formula Ford early. Um, but then from there on out, I haven't really done anything else. So, I mean, I knew Jamie Blakey back in the day, and I remember vividly when he started the category with you know, Jeff Morgan and Tony Quinn. Would you have been involved in that first run? Yeah, that was at the very start, um, uh, Jamie Blakey. What a terrific guy he was. Uh, he was running the category then, uh, but he was working for Porsche. Yes. So I got into when Porsche take, took the category back. And, uh, yeah, I've been going ever since. All right, wonderful. The reason we're talking to you today is to get an understanding as to how, why, what initiated you got involved in buying into Kelly Racing, which, you know, Kelly Racing, I've had enormous respect. I know John and Margaret. I know their sons, obviously. Um, and they did a fantastic job over many years. Ultimately, it wasn't as successful as A, I know they'd hoped it would be, and B, it should have been. But they did a fantastic job in certainly building the uh, Nissan brand in racing in Australia. But how and why did you get involved? We sort of got involved. Last year, I said to my son, uh, Brenton, who just... Uh, he'd worked through Super 2 and the plan was for him to go through. But he came to me and said, listen, I really want to focus on business rather than racing. I don't want to be a professional car racer. So we started to build on that and then we looked at what was happening, the new television rights, the Gen 3 that they were talking about. And I said to Brenton, let's do some due diligence on whether there's an opportunity for us to start a team. Uh, it's something we can still do. We've raced pretty well all over the world together. Yep. I've done a lot of racing, but he's come to a lot of rounds. We've done a lot of long-distance races together, so it was something we could do together. And it was also the challenge to see whether we could build a team uh, and take it to the front. And, and, and that's what, I suppose, drove us. Um, then we had some discussions with, uh, with Todd, um, and Todd sort of wanted to spend more time on the mechanical side rather than the corporate side. Um, so we formed an alliance really quickly and decided that we would work together to try and grow this team. When did the first conversations happen? Oh, listen, it was probably late October, oh, early wow. November. As late as yeah, that. we did it pretty quick. We sat down, we agreed on the numbers really quickly, but it was more about philosophy and strategy and where yeah. we were going to go and what we wanted to do with the team. I mean, we really got into the team. We really want to win. There's yeah. no question we want to win. Yep. And there's no question we know that it's, it's, you know, it's a two or three year program. 
Um, so 2021 being this year will, is really a learning year. Build a couple of really good, hopefully, Gen 3s, build a really good infrastructure around the team and really try and, and uh, go well in 2022, but we're really looking to 2023. And it, it was a coincidence, not a plan, that was Rick Kelly was retiring from it. Yeah, that really didn't... Yeah, it was, pretty well was a coincidence. I mean, it was really just that both of us got together and, and then we sort of had the same philosophies and the same... Um, aspirations and, and Todd wanted to step back a bit more from the corporate side and spend some time uh, building the cars and, and, and making sure the mechanical components were right um, and we wanted to, to bring technology and infrastructure and the things that the that, that you would normally use in business yep. um, bring those concepts you know to, to Kelly Grove Racing. Yep okay now you run your own racing and you run your own Carrera Cup car um, and you also have a GT3 cup car, oh, not a cup car, a GT3 Porsche. Correct. So we run our own, we have done since day one, our own motorsport team, we've got our own motorsport factory for Carrera Cup. Uh, Which happens to be out in the general direction of where Kelly are. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it, it, it's out that side of town. So we bought a GT3R to run in the GT Championship, and the reason we did that is Brenton still wants to do some racing. I mean, I'm very, very fortunate at my age, and, and you know, that I'm... That I'm I'm young enough to race with him and we can race together as far as, I mean, I think we've done three or four Bathurst 12 hours together and we still, so we still race together now and it's it's just, it's fantastic to be able yep. to race with your son. Well, Kelly uh, Grove Racing, um, you've moved into a very accomplished facility. It's got all the pieces that you need of the jigsaw. Um, there, is there much there that you can actually fine-tune on things, or is that all set in place? Oh, it's all set in place. I mean, the facility is, is exceptional, but uh, a part of the process was we only really wanted the race team. Uh, we only wanted to work on that. So Todd will retain the engineering part of, of, of Cali Racing, what was Cali Racing, um, and he'll still be able to build parts for other teams and do that, and uh, Cali Grove Racing will just be the racing arm. And so on a race weekend, is Todd still here in charge of things at the moment? Most definitely. Todd's here. He really spends a lot of time on the engines. The corporate or the media side is something that I try and spend time on. Yep. This is the first weekend this year where I've been doing career a cup and that, and it is quite difficult. Yep. Um, so we just need to manage that process going forward. But, um, yeah, Todd it really maps the motors and he spends a lot of... He builds the motors himself. Yep. So he spends a lot of time with that, and, and Brenton's trying to engineer me but also trying to uh, help with the engineering over that side. As um, more than likely you weren't attending rounds last year because virtually none of us could but um, one of the things that I've been so impressed with, I've known Todd since he was a tyre cat carrier sort of thing wow. back in John Faulkner days he wow. used to help there and then drove with him at Bathurst. Um, one of the things that so impressed me last year was the way in which Todd came on in being able to shoot those videos and take us on the story of what Kelly Racing was then. Um, that's a pretty impressive thing that he's actually done. Listen, I mean, the, the, I mean, the whole family of, of Kelly's John, and, and all the way through, are, are very accomplished people in their own um, their own business or, or racing uh, uh, endeavours that they send on. But I'm really, really impressed with what Todd and Rick have been able to achieve. And Todd, I mean, you know, he builds a motor, uh, you know. We have a meeting and he's just come straight out of the dyno and then we're talking about commercial issues and then he's back in, you know, looking at some development things with the shocks. I mean, he's a very intelligent, uh, he's quite astute business uh, business guy as well um, and working with him has been great. I don't know much about growth. 
tell me something about your businesses, your different ventures. Grow's really now, it's really become an investment company in the sense that we we are investing in a lot of uh, you know, undercapitalised businesses and, and showing them business skills and, and taking a, a normally a majority stake in things like the Fixed Juice Company is a company we've just acquired. Dasher and Fisher is a gin company in Tasmania we've, we've just acquired and kept the same management in place. The core to our business is we're a manufacturer of modular buildings, so we build an enormous amount of uh, is that your background, building? Yeah, big building's pretty well my background. So we build a lot of uh, schools for the education department, a lot of modular buildings. We run uh, a large fleet of uh, portable buildings that we hire to the construction industry and the commercial industry and the infrastructure industry um, and, a, and a property business where we, we invest in properties and we do a lot of our own building work um, and, and we manage a portfolio of, of shares, publicly listed companies that I sit on one publicly listed company board uh, which is a bit different based on, you know, running your own race to, to sit, sitting on a board, so a company called Boom Logistics. Um, so it's quite diverse, and, and now we've got motorsport in there, but the fundamentals in business is the same in any business you're in, yep. and the ability to work hard will always get results. Yep. And, and Brenton works with you in that business? Yeah, Brenton. Uh, Brenton's very, uh, he's only 23, Brent. Uh, he's very accomplished, and, he, and he's, he's quite gifted in business, um, and we work very, very closely. So he... He handles a lot of the day-to-day -day stuff across all the businesses, as well as trying to run and spend time in Cali Racing. He, uh, he, he does some driving in that. He did, a, he did a drive in the last test day and gave him some feedback. He's driving on, on Monday, um, and, ride day. the ride day here, and he, he, he gives him some feedback. Coming out of Triple Eight, where he did Super Two, I mean, they're, they're immensely uh, good team, so he gets a, you know, he brings a lot of experience from that. Um, so yeah, we just try and juggle everything. Alright, wonderful. Thank you for joining us on Inside Supercars, Stephen Rowe. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.